When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Some people just know there's a better way to do things, like bundling your home and auto insurance with Allstate, or hiring someone to move your piano instead of doing it yourself. So do things the better way. Bundle home and auto and save up to 25% with Allstate. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. Welcome to the Sooner Sports Podcast, presented by Riverwind and Allstate. Now, here's your host, Chris Plank. Sooner Sports Podcast, I guess it's kind of become a Wednesday tradition with Toby Rowland. I'm Chris Plank, and I'm glad we waited for the game plan today because some exciting news on the horizon with 100% capacity. Toby, we'll get to that in just a bit, but man, we spent we spent all of our Monday pod talking nothing but softball you ended up having a, a a pretty unique weekend in a dramatic Friday game for the OU baseball team. And then Saturday and Sunday, just um, well, Texas Tech kind of flexed their muscle, didn't they? Yeah, they did. Yeah, they're really good. You're right. It was um, it was quite an emotional uh, roller coaster um, in about 48 hours, less than 48 hours, because Friday night, Oklahoma got probably their biggest win of the year. Uh comeback win uh, they were down four nothing early on and five to one and rallied to win it in extra innings in a in a walk-off fashion and uh, boy that was that was the highest of highs and then uh, they got they got beat pretty good Saturday and Sunday which uh, had them reeling you know coming out of that weekend series so uh, it's a good win over tech but they really needed two out of three and I think it puts them in the position now where I, I guess it's still possible that if they swept Baylor and made a deep run in the Big 12 tournament, maybe their RPI could get up there, um, you know, high enough that they could threaten for an at-large bid. But the likely scenario now is they need to go down to Waco and, and play some good baseball and take some momentum with them. Whether they win one, two, or three, they need to take some momentum with them into the Big 12 tournament because they're probably now going to have to win the Big 12 tournament to get into the NCAA tournament. And, you know, that's doable. 
we we have uh, we've seen crazy things happen in that event almost every year. Mm-hmm. So it's not off the table, and and certainly Oklahoma's got the firepower to do it. But I, I think uh, it would be great if they could go down to Waco and sweep Baylor, and and uh, we'll see. Maybe they could do that. But the most important thing coming up here is going to be to come out of Waco feeling good about their game and and take some momentum into that into that event. You know, you said something really interesting. Well, you say interesting stuff all the time, Toby Rowland, but this stayed with <laughs> me quite a bit on the baseball team, and I don't know if we've had a chance to talk about this on the pod, but you went to Tulsa for the Bedlam game, and you had you know one fan that was down, and I just – this has just been so tough this year. This has been so rough. And then literally, what, an hour later, you had another fan that is, man, with, with the pitching that they lost, how exciting is it to see this team scrap and fight it? It's really kind of a, a matter of perspective, and I don't know what yeah. people expected whenever – you know, I, I went through the last night, the top prospects, and I went through the, the Nats and the Cardinals. Levi Praters, a top 30 prospect with the Cardinals. The number one prospect in the Washington Nationals organization right now is Cade Cavalli. And both of those, they were the Friday, Saturday, and then the Sunday guy in, in what uh, Dane Acker became. I mean, you're not – it's going to be tough to bounce back when you lose all that. And you've said it a lot, and I agree. There might not be a team that, that watched its hopes go up, you know, in, in frustration more than the, the Oklahoma Sooner baseball team with the cancellation of last season. Yeah, you know, it would be uh, it would be akin to uh, this football season kind of going out the window yeah. with all the high hopes that we have going into this football season. Um, it's just a matter of perspective and nobody's wrong. Right. Everybody's right. I mean, if, if you are looking at just this season, uh, at least where they stand right now, you're disappointed if you're a Sooner fan, because they're on the outside looking in for the NCAA tournament. And you had hopes, have hopes that this would be a tournament team. And, and, um, certainly with the hitting that they've had this year, which is statistically the best they've had in a decade. Uh, that that is disappointing that they're sitting here at 500 with a series to go and on the outside looking in. And I get that. That's accurate. And I don't think there's anybody that would disagree with that on the coaching staff or, or even the team. If you take a step back and you look at the big picture of the program, uh, I also think it is encouraging what has happened this year because there are a whole lot of guys, especially on that pitching staff, who have gotten a tremendous amount of experience under fire this year. And Skip Johnson brought this up uh, in one of our pregame interviews recently. He's, it's not uh, too dissimilar from Cade Cavalli and Levi Prater early in their careers. He threw them out there as mm-hmm. freshmen to take the lumps, take the bumps, and they did. I mean, they they – had some rough outings and some tough losses and got banged around, but they learned under fire and got better and better. And by the time they were juniors, they were stars. And that's why they are thought so highly of in, uh, in minor league baseball right now in, in the, in the farm systems. So uh, we have seen that happen. We've seen a lot of, of young guys who are going to be back for another year or two or three, uh, who, have got a tremendous amount of experience this year. And I think that's the other side of the coin is what will this year do for the future of this program going forward? Because all these guys have gotten 
um, you know, tested like they have. Um, so we'll see. I, so I think everybody's right, whether you're disappointed in this year or encouraged about the program as a whole. I think all things can be true. Uh, just to kind of clarify what's at stake um, this weekend for, yeah, go ahead. for, for fans who, um, you know, are kind of casually watching. OU is tied or excuse me, they're the sixth seed right now. And uh, they are one game back of Baylor, two games back of, uh, or I guess three, they were, they were three wins back of OSU and one game up on K-State. So uh, Kansas State has TCU this weekend. Uh, obviously, OU has Baylor and OSU's done. So uh, based on how many wins OU gets will determine what seed they end up in Oklahoma City. If they get zero wins or one win in Waco, they're probably going to be the sixth seed. There is a slight chance they could fall to the seven, but the likelihood is they're going to be the sixth seed. If they win two out of three from Baylor, they would they would end up in a tie with Baylor and they would have the uh, tiebreaker advantage because they would have won the series. So in that circumstance, they would be the five seed in Oklahoma City. And if they were to sweep Baylor, they would end up tied with Oklahoma State and they also have the tiebreaker over Oklahoma State, so OU then would be the four seed. So they can finish anywhere from four to seven based on how they do in this uh, final series. I think there's even a scenario where if they get swept and either uh, uh, Kansas or West Virginia sweeps their opponent, they could finish as the eight. But Kansas has Texas Tech and West Virginia has Texas, so those are really far-fetched. So – the likely scenario is four, five, or six. Uh, one win gets you the six. Two wins get you the five. Three wins get you the four seed in uh, Oklahoma City. All right, real quick, before we talk about the capacity updates for the postseason, one other note. Toby, I know you and I, and again, I'm speaking for you again, but I feel like we really put our focus on diamond sports during this time of year, right? Yes, football is always there. You have the spring game that's in the middle of it, had a lot of a lot of fun with the huddle extended this year and talking to assistant coaches and players and with Teddy and Trey and everyone in chat who was all a part of that show. But we do have a date to circle on the calendar for Big 12 Football Media Days, which are back in person July 14th and the 15th at AT&T Stadium in Arlington, Texas. The season preview event, obviously, uh, we become familiar with day one, Iowa State. Kansas State, Oklahoma, TCU, and West Virginia. Well, day two will be Baylor, Kansas, Oklahoma State, Texas, and Texas Tech. So July 14th, OU Media Day. There'll be a few storylines there, I can imagine. Always is. It will be um, fun to have those in person again. I am a little surprised. I am too. The coaches agreed to that after it was virtual last year. I figured they would kind of just say, you know what, that works. Let's just stay here. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, that is always kind of the first domino to fall that signals to everybody that uh, football season is right around the corner. So uh, there you go. And another sign that things are starting to get back to the way we are uh, used to. I hate to say the word normal. That tends to trigger people, but. Uh, at least at least things are moving back in a good direction. And maybe the biggest example of that, uh-oh. Uh-oh. The, the uh, bug repellent guy just showed up at the door. Oh, no. Oh, and no. The, uh, the dogs are going bananas. <laughs> um, is the fact that 
that we're looking at 100% attendance. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Kendall. So can I, I want to rewind on this story a little bit. Some people just know bundling with Allstate means big savings. Just like they know the right ingredient means big flavor. They know honey on pizza is where it's at. And olive oil on ice cream is the cherry on top. Mm. And they know when you bundle home and auto with Allstate, you can save up to 25%. Mm -mm. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. I've talked about this a lot. Toby and I do a local show on the same station on Sports Talk 1400. Toby's on 6 to 9. I'm on 9 to 11. And when we when I started my guest version of the morning drive, my partner and I, Josh Helmer, were, were a little bit, I don't want to say critical, but just kind of surprised that the NCAA put a blanket rule out that all facilities, all stadiums and arenas for the postseason would be 50% capacity. And again... That's about where we've been for, for softball over the last couple of weeks, and we haven't played a home game in a while. But you, you saw, let's just say, let's use Stillwater as an example. They had 100% capacity, and they're hosting a regional. So essentially, Toby, based on the NCAA rules, they would have to roll back their capacity. And then you kind of look at what might be in store for the Women's College World Series, first time with a whole brand-new upper deck and new stadium, only 50%. Well, we, we grinched and moaned, and then all of a sudden, at about 10 a.m. this morning, our guy Kendall Rogers, D1Baseball.com, comes out with the report that the NCAA was rolling back their 50%. They were opening it 100% capacity. Your immediate response is, okay, well, is that just for Omaha and Oklahoma City, just the championship games? No, no, no. The whole kit and caboodle, the whole thing. And as we've been sitting here taping this, it becomes official. The NCAA has announced local and state guidelines will guide capacity limits in the baseball and softball postseasons. 100% capacity will be allowed. Masks and distancing will not be mandatory. Here is, uh, I've got a couple of different quotes here, I guess, that we could go through, but uh, here's one of them. It says, the effectiveness and prevalence of vaccinations in our country have allowed the medical advisory group to provide the guidance that has tremendous impact on student-athletes, coaches, and fans attending championships. It's still important for anyone attending championships to remember common-sense measures like hand-washing, hand-sanitizing, and proper etiquette when coughing or sneezing. But, I mean, Toby, that's that's a big sign to start. And then add to it that Oklahoma has announced that they're going to full capacity. And that – and I don't – I mean, there's – is there a chance maybe there's another baseball series? Probably not whenever it comes to events. Well, the, Big 12, the Big 12 tournament is know, in Oklahoma City. Right, right. Is in Oklahoma City. Could That's be right. impacted. Sure. Uh, I don't know. But, but uh, it could apply to uh, Oklahoma State. I think it's kind of um, a long shot that OSU baseball would get to host a regional. Gotcha. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that's fantastic. I'm happy for a lot of people. I'm happy for the fans. Uh, a lot of whom have been on the outside this year, haven't got to go to games or at least as many as they'd like. And now the most exciting part of the year here, they're going to get to be a part of it. I'm really happy for the players. You know? Me too. I mean, for them to get to play in front of electric full crowds is awesome. I uh, can only speak from experience. You've had, you've had the Bedlam series here recently. Uh, we went out to Amarillo uh, for that, OU Texas Tech baseball game a couple of weeks ago and 
they had a full house out there, about 7,000 people. And it was stunning. I mean, I just forgot, I forgot <laughs> what it's like in any kind of a stadium for there not to be a seat available and the electricity in the place and how exciting it is. So um, I'm, I'm happy for everybody involved. And it's really, you know, it shapes up to potentially be a really special one for Patty Gasso's team. And I'm glad that as many people as possible are going to get to see it in person. And I'm glad that uh, those players are going to get to experience it at its full. Depending on when you consume this, ticket sales will start at 10 a.m. on Thursday morning. Now, they sold out the 50% allotment rather quickly, but the other now 50% with 100% capacity will go on sale, Toby, tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. And and I think you hit on the best part. I'm so excited for the Jada Coleman's, the T.R.A. Jennings, the Nicole Mays of the world. And then in that, you know, even – some of the younger players because it was uh, only a handful of games they truly had a chance to play at Marina Hines Field. They were at an environment like Stillwater, which was pretty one-sided two weeks ago. Oklahoma City, T-Rod, that had a great environment on Saturday for the Big 12 championship game between Oklahoma and Oklahoma State. But how big is this for these kids, man, for these student yeah. athletes to have an opportunity during the the biggest time of the year to look up and see the place packed? And it should make, you know, um, just nuts and bolts here, it should make home field advantages even bigger. I mean, that's, you know, that's the point of getting to play at home. And not that they weren't already, but it makes it even more when you're at 100% capacity or, uh, you know, 110% or whatever they can jam in Marita Hines Field. So it's going to be great. OU is going to get to play. Uh, two weekends there and then move up to Oklahoma City if they can keep on winning. And it's going to be pro Sooner crowds all along the way. So this is fantastic news. Great you, news. Are, are you tired of me talking about seedings and rankings yet? Are you done with this whole conversation? No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not tired of it. You were right, by the way. Your Oklahoma was a number one seed. You were all over this from the beginning. Uh, well, I don't know that I predicted that. I just – I. I think sometimes, and I, I this is from my own personal uh, issues. Okay. I think sometimes you can be too close to a situation to see it clearly. And I sometimes with OU football find myself, you know, you, you nitpick. You know, when you're a basketball team, football teams, baseball, softball, whatever. True. You're so close and you see every pitch or every shot or every snap that you say, well, how are we possibly going to overcome our play at left guard? <laughs> or how, you know, obviously with less than two minutes to go, our free throw shooting has not been up to par, which is all true. But you forget you you forget that other teams have foibles too. You forget that other teams have issues and, and their fan bases are wringing their hands just as much as you are because they, they have glaring errors to them that because they see every play. And – I think that that in some cases, if you just take a step back here and you look at this OU softball season, um, it's been it's been unbelievable. I mean, it's been one for the ages. And the fact that they are 45 and two, am I right? Is it 45? Correct. 45 and two have won 44 of those 45 games by run rule, <laughs> more or less. Um you know, are the number one national seed deservedly so? And the, the number of home runs that they've hit, uh, everything that's gone into this year has been 
magical. It's been magical. Now, if you see every pitch like you do, or, you know, every runner that was thrown out at home or every strikeout on a changeup or, you know, the two losses really nag at you. Sometimes you can be so close that you're like, ah, but we've got this weakness or we got that. We <laughs> well, so does everybody, you know, so does Alabama. Florida's got the things they're not great at. UCLA's got some issues that they're yep. ringing there. Everybody's got some issues. Oklahoma's got fewer than anybody out there. They've had a great season, and I think they are rightfully the number one seed in this thing. And uh, I don't really – I think the talking about bracketing is fun because that's what we do no matter what sport. But and, – and a lot of times it matters because of matchups, like the OU basketball team getting matched up with Gonzaga in the second round this year was bad luck. Because I think with the way they were playing, if they had gotten somebody else, they would have had a, a good shot of getting to the Sweet 16. <laughs> I'm I'm just not sure it matters with this OU softball team, as far as getting to the College World Series anyway. I, who you put in their regional, who you put in front of them in a super, maybe I'm being overconfident. I just think they're that good that it's just they're going to they're going to clip through them and they're going to end up in Oklahoma City and and then it's going to be a dog fight because then you really find out you know you got teams that haven't seen each other from west coast to east coast that are going to meet and I think that's going to be a just a, a grand time I think my favorite note T-Roll and I'll let you go on this is every team that Oklahoma played at least twice they had run ruled and in getting a run rule win over Oklahoma State helped secure that in the Big 12 championship game but there are only two teams that the Sooners had one-offs with that they didn't run rule. You want to take a wild guess? This is gonna two be... teams that they didn't run rule. Right. Okay. And they had one. Well, well they, no, they got Georgia. They, they got, got Georgia in the second State. game. Yeah. Uh, two teams in that. Well, I, I would be guessing wildly. That's so okay. Why don't you go ahead and put me Arizona State, whom yeah, they beat okay. five to three, which I'm pretty sure if they played them again, I think they would have run ruled them. And Kansas City. The old UMKC. They beat them 6-2. to two. Yeah. In Oklahoma City, they didn't get a chance to play him again. Uh, the, the Mia Hovland was really good, their pitcher that night. So, just kind of wild to think that if you played Oklahoma twice, two or more times, and we're, you know, Big 12 was playing, still playing three-game series, and you, they played Missouri twice. They, they're going to run rule you one of those two games. It's just, it's absolutely incredible to think about this special season that they've had. Incredible. Let's see. Uh, no, it's it really is, and it, 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 the only the last chapter here is the most important one. Absolutely. And if, if they can go finish this thing, then you and I will have one of these podcasts where we talk in historical perspective as where does this team land in not only college softball history but in OU history. Yeah, absolutely. You know, where among the greatest football teams, among the greatest gymnastics teams among the greatest teams to ever don the crimson and cream where does this team rank but they got they got one more chapter to write we got some work to do uh soonersports.com 10 a.m tomorrow morning that's thursday morning the rest of the tickets will go on sale i'd be dialed in i'd be refreshing like crazy like toby and i've been doing the golf scores here t-row have a great rest of your wednesday we'll talk to you again next week but have a great call in waco this weekend too thank you see you chris point see you buddy so there you have it. Back to full capacity. How exciting is that? Starting on Friday with the regional here. 
in Norman. Now, uh, real quick, since I brought it up and I haven't talked about it yet, here's what it looks like. 5 p.m. on Friday, Texas A&M will take on Wichita State. And then the Sooners will play on Friday night at 7.30 against Morgan State. Now, Aaron Miller's coming on Friday's podcast, the, the tailgate, to get us ready for the regional. So we'll talk to her about that. The winners of those two games will turn around and then they'll play at 3 p.m. on Saturday. So... Just hypothetically speaking, if it stays with seeds, whether that be Oklahoma and Washington, uh, Wichita State, they would then play Saturday at 3 p.m. Meanwhile, if you lose, you got a little work to do because you'll have to play Saturday at 5.30 and then you'll turn around and have to play again at 9 o'clock at night. But the eventual place you want to land is Sunday at 3 o'clock in the regional championship. It's Oklahoma and Morgan State, though, to get it started Friday night at 7.30, and we'll be here to break it all down with you on Friday with the tailgate. Until then, everyone have a great start to your weekend. Remember, Soonersports.com, 10 a.m. tomorrow. Tickets go on sale. Until then, I'm Chris Plank saying Boomer Sooner, everybody. This has been the Sooner Sports Podcast. The Sooner Sports Podcast is presented by Riverwind, home to a luxury hotel, fine dining, and never-ending rewards. Riverwind is still the one. And Allstate, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review however you listen. The preceding has been a Learfield IMG College presentation of the Sooner Sports Network. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on Carol. She's more focused on hitting a high note than the car in front of her. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California, subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.